Today on the show, Nashville band Realms and I discuss growing up without pop culture, hardcore internet nostalgia, misremembering the plot line to that thing you do, plus we talk about their great new album, and much more on episode 71 of Who Writes This Stuff. Hello, and welcome to Who Writes This Stuff. My name is Nick Flora, coming to you from my house in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you guys, something very traumatic happened to me this week. Traumatic might be a strong word, but something happened to me this week. We'll put it that way. And uh, this actually segues nicely into uh, what I learned this week. So uh, let's play the play the music. What I learned this week. What you learned. Okay, so what I learned this week is when you burn your tongue, which I have done um, with a cup of coffee that was way too hot, I burned the tip of my tongue. It changes your entire life, basically. Let me explain. You don't know how much you rely on your tongue or how much movement your tongue does just on a daily basis until you cannot use it without searing sharp pain. Uh, just And it basically reverberates through your body. I have, a, I have a few thoughts on this. First off, it's insane that we aren't all constantly chomping our tongues off. Because basically, I've had a lot, to, lot of time to think about all the many flaws that are the tongue and the mouth in general this week. But mostly our tongue is this really sensitive uh, organ. If it's an organ, I'm going to, let's just say it's an organ uh, in our body. This is sensitive appendage. Anyway, it has thousands and thousands of, of, of uh, little things on it that help us feel and taste and all these amazing things. Cause the tongue is an amazing thing, but it's so sensitive. And what do we surround that with? Just, Sharp bones, essentially, that are our teeth. I can't believe that we aren't constantly chopping it off on a regular basis. I know that we bite our tongue and we bite the side of our cheeks and stuff, and it hurts really bad. But uh, when you burn the tip of your tongue, basically, I can't eat anything salty. You can't eat anything citrusy. Basically, everything that you put in your mouth runs over the tip of your tongue, whether you know it or not. It's constantly when you're sleeping or, or not talking or just whatever. It's resting on the back of your teeth. And mine, anyway, I have an oversized tongue and a, and a normal-sized mouth, uh, which is why I have this slight adorable speech impediment, right? Uh, anyway, so when I sleep, my tongue is resting on the back of my bottom teeth, and I, don't, I never realized that before. And then you realize your tongue is also constantly moving. It's impossible for your tongue to just stay completely still. It's moving a little bit in any way, shape, or form. Basically, I, I'm, I should get a doctorate on how the tongue and the teeth work because... I, it's been five days or four days at this point, And I'm in so much pain. Talking is almost impossible, but you know what? Today is the first day I woke up and I was like, I think I'm going to be okay. I think I'm going to survive tongue gate 2015. Oh my gosh. Oh, don't burn. Don't eat hot things, guys. Just leave, let it cool. What is the harm in letting food and drink cool? Just let it cool for 30 more seconds, you know, blow on your food. Okay, I'm off my tongue soapbox. Um, tongue soapbox, great band name. Uh, which leads me into uh, this week's episode, which is a really good one. Oh, I forgot the jingle. What I learned this week. What you learned. There. Which, uh, if you'd like to write in to uh, learn, tell us what you learned this week, whether it be tongue-related or not, you can do so at Who Writes Pod on Twitter. Or you can write on the Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Who Writes This Stuff. Or you can email the good old-fashioned way, uh, who writes this stuff podcast at gmail.com. Uh, 
Furthermore, if you are not following the podcast on Instagram, you can do that as well. Uh, started an Instagram for the podcast a few months ago and been posting a lot of uh, special stuff on there, mostly pictures, since that's what Instagram is for. Uh, but go follow that. But uh, speaking of band names, uh, today on today's show is uh, a new band out of Nashville called Realms. Uh, they're made up of Josh Pantana, David Gross, and uh, Graham Beckler. Um, I've known uh, Josh and Graham for a long time. Josh and I have been on the road together uh, with in different bands, and he's played guitar for me before. And Graham and I have performed together uh, a few times. Uh, David, I didn't know, uh, but altogether, this they're great musicians, like really like top notch musicians in town. And they've always sort of been in the background playing with other artists and uh, sort of being a backing band. Well, this is their first time uh, sort of coming together and creating something on their own. And uh, their album's great, which we'll talk uh, a lot about. But uh, this is the first time in a while that this many people were on the podcast at once. And that being the case, this is a prime example of what it's like being in the van with a band on tour, in my experience, anyway. And uh, I love that, though. It's one of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast in the first place, is to capture that dynamic that happens when musicians get together. And yes, it gets silly and and sarcastic, but also deep and, uh, you know, playful jabs are thrown. Uh, hopefully playful. Uh, but uh, and in the end, it's like listening to a family members hang out and sort of bicker and talk and uh, communicate. And I, I love it, honestly. So um, Realms uh, just put out their debut full length album. It's called Monolith. And uh, it's a gorgeous, sweeping rock record um, in the best way. And maybe not even in the way you're thinking. Maybe that's not a good way to describe it. Just give it a listen. Uh, definitely. You know, I, I would say even buy it on iTunes. It's only nine songs. It's really good. Really good for setting a mood. I love listening to it first thing in the morning. It's got that sort of like getting the day started sort of thing. Or maybe late at night. Really anytime. Why am I telling you what time to listen to your music? Uh, but anyway, it's still it's very moving and powerful while still remaining interesting and uh, poetic, really. So, you know what? Let's get into it. Here's my talk with Realms. Let's talk about this. Probably a lot. Yeah. Um, you but you know what I did that. just start that I've never seen before is Friends. Okay. Whoa. Never seen yeah, Friends. man. Not a single so Grandma's episode. fourteen. <laughs> apparently. No wait. How say wait? How how old were you in two thousand four? In two thousand four, that so that's was eleven years ago. Eleven years ago, I was four, fifteen. Okay. Well, that's the, so that's not weird because that's when it ended. Okay. So that'd be really weird if like. You know, because I know people who are my age and I was like, I was, you know, post, I guess 2004, I was 21, 22. So like that, it would be really weird if you lived throughout the entire reign of friends and never saw it because now it's literally on every channel, you know, uh, available and now on Netflix and everything. So are you watching it now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and what do you and think? It's the best thing of my okay, life. Okay, good. It's so good. It is. I'm afraid oh to watch gosh. anything sort of that I loved as a kid, especially like. I was talking about I, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and oh. I said I said that the other day, and I was talking about Star Wars, but I probably haven't watched it in like 12 years. Yeah, yeah. but I watched it so much as a kid, like <laughs> like multiple times a day, that I kind of don't feel like I feel like I packed in a lifetime's worth of viewings, you know. <laughs> but like Ghostbusters is the same way. Like you said, you watch Ghostbusters and it didn't really do anything for you. Yeah, I think you're yeah. not wrong. I think that it doesn't really hold up. But at the time, it was sort of Bill Murray's still hilarious. In Bill, it, though. Yes. Bill Murray's character. It's sort of the Bill Murray so show. Good. It is. And there's really no point. There's, in, yeah, there's no plot or like it's you know it's you, just like a it's a 
but at like, the time nobody had seen anything like that like it was either a horror movie or a comedy movie and the yeah. fact that they were just like it doesn't really matter that the the there's plot holes and the, you know let's not really think about too it's hard about this most, it's one of the most nostalgic new york city movies though i can think of like i love yeah. the way they depict new york in that movie did <laughs> you think about that oh, yeah taxi driver <laughs> <laughs> thank you you can leave now you're good that was your contribution hey, see you, david david uh <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I think that was that was a good episode. Two mm. minutes of uh, talking about <laughs> Ghostbusters and friends. Uh, no, it is an interesting era that we live in that we can. Because I remember being a kid, and it wasn't that long ago, so I don't feel that much like an old man. But where where you had to catch stuff when it was on TV or a rerun or go to the video store. But like, there was a lot of stuff that you just was created, and it's just you can't see it again unless NBC or somebody decides to rerun it or. But now we literally have like the entire breadth of of entertainment yeah. to view yeah. or listen to that I feel like it makes me a little bit sad because there was sort of like a, a feeling of fine. Like if you didn't catch that one episode of Say by the Bell, mm-hmm. you just didn't see it. <laughs> you know? What happened to Slater? I know. Well, I mean, there, were, there were episodes of shows where you're like, I totally didn't see that. I rewatched Seinfeld last summer all the way through. And I just needed like a show to, cause it was like the end of Breaking Bad and all these like really intense shows. I just needed a show to like watch before bed that didn't make me think. And I was, it was amazing how like there are episodes in that show that I never saw. I was like, mm-hmm. how did I miss this? Or, you know, or there's, there's some episodes that, that you completely, they've showed so many times. Yeah. But I feel like something that's cool about that though is you sort of experience the show the way the directors probably intended you to experience the show. Oh, totally. Because you aren't like, you know, you you are seeing everything like in a concentrated period of time. It's the same way with it's, like, it's same way with albums. Like people don't make they say people don't make albums anymore, but they're they're it's smarter to put out like singles or really short little bursts mm-hmm, of yeah, stuff. Sure. Uh, and as a band that's about to put out an album, yeah. we didn't get that memo. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I I love a whole thing that you can sort of sink your teeth into, and that makes me sound sort of like an old man. But at the same time, like I love that when I was fifteen that you could just really. You know, because when you listen to an album, you don't take it all in at once. You take in like, oh, I really like track one and then three and seven. And then every time you listen to it, there's like more and more that sort of washes over you, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Thoughts on the fact that albums are dying and you're putting out one? (laughs) (sighs) I don't know. I mean, I still I still really value like hearing hearing the record, the whole sequence, the way like, you know, the creators of the record really like intended for you to hear it. I, I think there are people that are still like. They really see value in that. It's maybe not like fiscally like the smartest thing you yeah, can do. I, mean, I don't think we're gonna be like Bon Jovi. Right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't <laughs> yeah. sell yourself short. I've heard the record. It is pre- I heard definitely heard the Jovi influence. There's there's some Sambora influence pretty heavily in the, I think there's like four guitars in the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them is played with a drumstick wedged under the strings. <laughs> I was really surprised at when I heard the record, which is really good. I'm not surprised it's really good because I know well, I know you guys, David, I don't I can't vouch for your Who's your Dave? talent. Uh <laughs> hey. He's hey, very Dave. good. Uh, we we are sharing. We have three mics and four people, which I'm so sorry about. Um, I do have four inputs on this on this board, but one of the one of them just decided not to work today. So you guys are just gonna it have happens, to man. double dutch share up. It's like when you're on the road with a band and and there's there's an odd number of people, so you know one person's gonna have to share share a bed. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, who's the? <laughs> That's always me. <laughs> you always have to share Can't the bed. Sleep alone. He's, I know he's a cuddler, man. Uh, Josh and I were, were on tour with yeah. Arthur. Yep. 
And I, there were multiple times where we were sort of like, I brought a sleeping bag. Who are we going to make sleep? Like, I remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there were several times where we were sort of like, hey, hey, grab wits it. We're going to go. We're going to grab this from really I quick. Do so quick, 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 quick. No, but then you're sort of like, you make, as you're walking in, you're in the lobby and whoever's checking in, you're like, all right, here's what's going to go down. Like, we don't want to end well, up. Like, one so. of the dudes was sick and had like pink eye and, like and let nobody, us know and let us know in the van oh. an hour into the trip hey guys i just want to let everybody know that i'm highly contagious with like four diseases yeah, and like enjoy the seven it's gonna be a great week <laughs> it's gonna be a great week of shows we're all in here completely. <laughs> oh like immediately everybody just sort of goes to the back of the oh, van man like oh this is gonna be great but you know i do i go through it again for arthur allocate Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's wonderful. We miss him every day. Rest yep. in peace, Arthur. Yeah, love you, Arthur. Um, I'm just assuming by the time this airs, he'll be dead. I mean, you want, you want to start making those projections now. Right. Yeah. I try to, you know, because one day I'm going to make it and the person's actually going to die. And it's, no, it's, still, it'll it's, still it's be good. terrible. It'll, it'll be still terrible. be it's terrible. Good, yeah. I should break from this tangent immediately. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but th there, are, there are so many, I feel like going back to the album thing, like I feel like you can put out an album and still, there are people who want to sink their teeth into a whole thing and have a whole experience and then there's people that's why people put out singles like if they just want to hear one or two songs like throw it out there too i don't know i mean nobody's making money in music anyway so we right. should, i feel like we should just do whatever we want to do um i mean really if you want to put out 12 songs if you're really just looking to put songs you know placement wise into shows or whatever people are trying to do now like good you just have 12 songs for them to choose from just right. make them all good right you know well like one of the one of the things that like made the band kind of come is we all know each other from various sessions and backup gigs mm -hmm. where we're the band usually for for different artists and we we just kind of wanted to do something like have total creative control of our project do it the way we wanted to only because we wanted to like make the record we wanted to make like yeah. no intentions for anything when we started it um we just felt like writing and recording and kind of mashing those prog like those processes up together. So organically it just sort of came together pretty like, like you just, just through conversations of, of influence or like, how did this even happen? It David kind of like <laughs> we're friends, but we don't agree on anything. So anything. it would be really cool. <laughs> Let's spend a lot of time together. together. And just bashed around <laughs> like idiots. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, the three of the most opinionated, you know, people, uh, about music yeah um like deciding to make a record together was like oddly enough incredibly rewarding really uh, yeah like i mean compromise everywhere like what do we we say i'm the robot david's the maniac and and graham is the demolition derby <laughs> yeah <laughs> wait why are you the wait who, you're the robot i'm the robot we, you're... Can, we should just explain ourselves yeah go explain ahead, yourself okay Explain yourself, please. I, we have an hour. Explain yourself. <laughs> I have a personal definition of creativity, which is to be as out of the box and doing as many things as I have never seen in my life as possible. Mm -hmm. But I need other people to like, rein me in or I'll just be like bleeding under a piano, screaming into a distorted <laughs> microphone. It's it's kind of true, though. It's yeah. Sort of yeah, that's like, a very he, like, vivid image. Thank you for he, that. He like covers microphone capsules with like spam and other yeah. lunch meats, and you can really you know. get the resonance through the <laughs> processed meat. <laughs> Nick doesn't know what to I do. I don't with even that. know what you just said. I love it. I'm, I'm like slowly processing everything that you just said. Um, I don't know whether to, to take you literally or, or you should, figuratively. You should, you should take me literally. literally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why haven't you shot a documentary about the recording process of this? Because well, we were really. I need to see that. It's. We really should have. We should have because. <laughs> how long did how long did it take to record this record? 
we started we got together so we were graham and i were on tour uh with an artist named andrew bell uh playing in his band never heard in, of him Keep uh, going. 2012 and we were touring with a, another nashville band called leagues yeah um, that we've kind of been friends with those guys and they're hang on they're, a second you dropped some names there do you want to pick those i up? did um <laughs> let me get a broom a dust pan. <laughs> well, yeah. i have a feeling we're gonna need them for later so um keep going well we were talking to um their drummer jeremy uh about like sort of his his process of like like what 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 led him to like be in a band and like and like have like creative control over something and like just the way he described it was was it really hit home with with you know with me and i think with graham too about like wanting to have ownership of something like the whole thing um and just see what that looks like and because you guys do that. play with a lot of different people there's not really a feeling of like you're contributing yeah but it doesn't really have your voice is that the sort of yeah but we don't feeling? risk anything you know it's yeah. like it's like in, in like and because we're not health. risking yeah exactly relationships in vans yeah yeah <laughs> you know the things that don't matter you risk but yeah. you only invest so much when you're not risking everything that's true and so you really wanted to put something out for people to just totally crap on Right. Is that like, why the record we, doesn't sound yeah, very good? So like we've got like <laughs> I think we've got five minutes blocked into this for you to just like destroy the record. Oh, I'm I have notes. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, no, no. Like I said, I really like it. I was I was immediately like, oh, this is really good. It, I was really surprised by the influence that came into it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really only know I know Josh the best, but like it's not doesn't sound like anything that I've heard you write before. No, it was um, it was it was a stretch. Although I don't know, like I don't I don't know, like I've only seen you with a guitar play your songs. Like I, right. so I I don't know what that would sound like if you sort of threw production at it. But it definitely sounds. Uh, I mean, it sounds awesome. It sounds really like big and sort of cinematic and. But in yeah, some was, ways, really like it was a departure from things I've been doing the last couple of years in some ways. But like it felt so much more natural. Uh, like, yeah. Just, you know, it, it like it kind of like like we all David actually called me um, a couple days after Graham and I were sitting in the van uh, with Andrew talking about wanting to um, like we, do, do we, we should get, get a band. Let's let's what about David? Let's call David. Uh, see if David wants to do it. So like we got back in town and a couple days later, literally like maybe two days later, David called me and said, let's go get lunch. And suggested the idea of starting like a post-rock instrumental band. He just wanted food. Yeah. You're like, well, hey, do you want to be in a band? Can we get tacos? Oh, you got me with the, the musician's yeah. bait. Food. <laughs> tacos specifically. Yeah, yeah that's we, true. I just Let's talk more about this lunch. Real fast, because we, we have probably made Oscar's Taco Shop's year. Somebody's rich because You know what? I don't, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned this, because I don't feel like tacos really good at, or they don't get much press. So let's really like... Everybody go out there. I don't know if you need to Google taco. <laughs> Let's really get the taco movement going. They're, they're a big thing right now. It's, it's really? an underground movement. But like in Mexico, yeah, right? Not sure, here. Yeah. I mean, people yeah. around here. Yeah, I had never heard of tacos. Stuff, like, no. Tacos are coming. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the tagline of this episode. Tacos are coming. Oh, I will go the way of the dinosaurs if I don't change I will disappear As Adam slowly rearrange Where parallels collide Projections tear my shame One day a flood, a flood will wash me away. 
Do you guys, uh, did you purposely choose a name that's confusing to Google? <laughs> we wanted a one-syllable name. <laughs> Um, because I tried to Google it several times to find, like, you know, a, a Twitter account and stuff, and uh, it was just hard. We're working on that side of stuff right I, now. Have you guys heard the other bands that are called Realms? We, because they are fantastic. We recently... <laughs> <laughs> we Specifically not, the ones that are on MySpace. We're actually a cover band. Yeah. <laughs> of, <laughs> and, uh, of those bands? Of those bands. Oh, no, it's good. It, it always cracks me up, um, especially early on in the MySpace days, like when people would... You'd come up with a sweet band name and you'd, you'd cross your fingers and go to MySpace and be like, please don't let there be a terrible... I was in a band uh, year, was. years ago. I was in a pop punk band. I'll tell you how long ago that was. Uh, th- it was called Alter Ego. Oh, yeah. Hold, hold, it was spelled A-L-T-A-R because oh. we were a Christian band. Oh, of course. Damn it. So we, <laughs> uh, we basically were the Christian version of Reliant K. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Which is, well, I'm just kidding. Uh, we were a knockoff of a knockoff, and I'm pretty sure. Of it. But anyway, there was a rapper in Memphis who called him a white rapper named Alter Ego, and he was so mad, and he like uh, would MySpace us all the time and and say like, "Hey, you guys need to drop the name because I've already made like a life for myself under this name and all this stuff." And and then he like <laughs> contacted us through another account. It was, he said it was his lawyer, but it was we found out it was just him <laughs> making up a fake. It was hilarious. Uh, and we ended up changing our name because we were so scared of a oh, wide rapper in Memphis. And that's when you changed to Alter Bridge. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, well, Mark Tremonti came in the picture. Tremonti changed. When, when Tremonti came in the picture, we were like, you know what? We should probably go with whatever he says. He was in the most influential band of all time. Well, yeah, uh, we definitely listened oh, yeah. to that. that, that that's that well, yeah, Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac, Creed. What else do you need? I mean, that's sort of. I am interested. I am interested in this because you guys are starting a band in, in a time and in a in a space, uh, being Nashville, where a lot of people uh, aren't in bands. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of solo sort of. You're in Nashville, people. Yeah, yeah. In bands. Yeah, no, there aren't. They aren't here. They're they're all like <laughs> independent contractors. We're all yeah. we're all sort of. We're in this community, which I sort of hated when I first moved here because I was uh-huh. like, no, I want to. I was like chasing that high of being in a band when I was nineteen and like f- the feeling of brotherhood. But you, you do find that just it. It's sort of like everybody's in an open relationship, you know. You're yeah. sort of like, no, we, we just because I'm playing with this guy doesn't mean I love your music any less, or right? Whatever. No, it's 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 like you know, <laughs> it's very much that. But do, do you guys have? Uh, the, I mean, you guys clearly went into this with open eyes, like you know this is this could be a thing that takes off because clearly like the level of musicianship is there blah 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 but are you six at- minute singles you know? <laughs> exactly <laughs> i mean it's what the kids are clamoring yeah for. they're just like man i wish this two minute instrumental was just like, 30 <laughs> seconds longer but yeah you know what you can do that now you can go back and post and, and you own the masters so you can we can do whatever we want but is was there was there a conversation of that or was it just like who cares let's just make a thing and call it a thing and not worry about sort of where it's going to end up. Cause what if you guys do end up being Bon Jovi? Definitely. Have well, we talked about the dynamic of the band? Agreed, Who's like, going to be the, the host can only be so tight and <laughs> you know, just, you know, general rules. That's true. Um, rock stardom. We haven't set up our publishing, but we have set up a great tailor for all of our pants. Right. Yeah. There's only one <laughs> leather good. guy in Nashville. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he is racking up. Right. I would oh, tell yeah. you. But I mean, talk about that a little bit. The, the decision of going into what's, what a lot of people seem is, you know, it's hard to keep a band together, you know, or yeah. do you, are you guys just not putting that much pressure on it? I think for us, it, it, we're sort of balancing between like 
being a band and also using realms as like sort of therapy and like an excuse to work as a group with other artists. Right. Okay. We really like admire and want to work with. So it's, it's a weird, like Rick Rubin band. It's like if, if mm-hmm. Rick Rubin was a, a band, that's yeah, why David that's has his beard. Want to do. Yeah. yeah his, his beard's actually been trimmed recently too. Sad. Yeah. I still find animals in there though. You're not on mic, <laughs> like but that's, that's really, or... <laughs> I'll edit that out. It's okay. It's, <laughs> I'll edit everything that David says will be edited out of the yeah. like, Who's Dave? Who's David? I don't know. <laughs> I'll just do a search. Like for every, every time somebody says David, like just delete it. No, this is very welcomingly furnished. Thanks. I I mean, you don't you you haven't seen any movie of of that's on my wall. That's completely fine. I I had something to do with every single thing that was made that's hanging on the wall. Little yeah yeah. So Steve Martin. I was there. Yeah, that's awesome. I was I wasn't alive in 1978 when that record was made, but uh, (laughs) I had something to do with it. I think retroactively. Oh sure. Um, It's the influence it maintains. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the reason that it became. I'm going to stop this. This is not funny. This is not a good. That's one good thing about editing this thing is we can say whatever we want. And I can That's awesome. go back. All right. What races do you guys hate? Oh, uh, <laughs> that's the first spit take. I was waiting for you to take a drink before I dropped the racism. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. Your, your record comes out soon. So what races are you guys just completely oh, opposed man. to? Interesting question. Uh, oh. Are you guys worried about uh, using like Marvin Gaye influence so you're going to get sued like uh, this Blurred Lines business that's going on? <laughs> Let's talk about something really topical <laughs> that dates this podcast completely. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Let me let me put this to you guys. Maybe I'm I'm just old and jaded at this point. But when I hear like I'm like so completely for the most part uninterested and like and I get asked about this stuff, especially when I'm on the road with people who are like, what do you think about the whatever? you know kanye thing is going on or, or whatever like stupid thing that surrounds music it's what we're supposed mm-hmm. to have opinions on but like right now like the blurred lines thing like they're like or the sam smith thing where he stole tom petty's thing like oh yeah do like do i just speak for all of us when i say who cares and let's or or is there do we speak are, for this room or do we have to like have an opinion on such such things because there's a lot of things like oh, with when the grammys happen or whatever there's like a lot of stuff and i feel like that's something that I'm supposed to bring up in conversation with other musicians or whatever, but it just doesn't interest the Grammys as a whole. doesn't really interest me anymore. It, it yeah, I'm with you on, but Josh, you always have an opinion on something. So, you know, it's true. I'm, I'm the, the opinion factory. Is that your new band? <laughs> that's pretty good. Actually. <laughs> the opinion factory. That's your new podcast. Josh Fantana should start a podcast. Uh, called the opinion factory. I've been, I've been wanting to do a podcast on sports because I know so little about sports. Can I, think, I do that with you? Because yes. I know nothing. Yeah, I just want to interview professional athletes and just maintain ignorance the entire time. Oh, they would hate you. They would hate me. They probably no, beat no, no. me up. You have to do it with other people who don't know about sports. And it would David's just, in. It would just infuriate. <laughs> when did you know that sports would become your deepest passion? <laughs> <laughs> How many sports do you sports? So, who's in charge of your sports? Is it like a principal or like a chancellor or how does that play out? Chancellor's Chancellor, Chancellor sports. of sports. <laughs> yeah, who's who's have you ever met the Chancellor? Of is there a king of sports? Is there a chamber of secrets <laughs> that the sports are are hidden in? Uh, like start dro- as Potter. soon as you stop start dropping Harry Potter references, you just completely have lost anybody who who cares. Graham, do you care about sports? Uh, mostly only tetherball. That's a big one. So like you really you're like so your favorite movie is like The Godfather is what you're saying. It's like the big one is like the you one you me. yeah. Well, you can't you, me. you kind of. <laughs> 
You kind of can't avoid tetherball wherever <laughs> wherever you go in this town, especially. Yeah, we're really breaking ground with this conversation. Nobody's ever talked about the fact that sports is popular. Yeah, there it's a thing. I respect it. I I don't know a whole lot about it. I appreciate them. Yeah, I'm gonna. Leave. That's that's where I that's where I like sign off. At. All I can think about is this is gonna be really fun when I edit all of this out. This yeah. is just not <laughs> important. No. Uh, <laughs> you have something you want to say, David? Nah. Feel the slumber back and listen to a thousand cars buzzing by. I paint the windows black, put on a melting mask, dead alive. It's only for a moment, everything's a moment. This is for the sake of progress This is for the sake of progress Shackled by the devil's promise This is for the sake of progress This is for the sake of progress this is for the sake of progress Fractured by the snares that caught us This is for the sake of progress What was the conversation early on of, of influence? Or like, we should have a band that sounds like this, or since you guys are opinionated dudes, you know, what was that conversation? It, it, we kind of allowed each other like one to three influences per, per guy. Yeah. Like who you were allowed to bring to the table. Like as far as that's a lot of influence. Oh, I know. Usually people like artists will be like this guy and this guy, maybe this guy. And then that's it. Well, one of the funny things is like, you know, Dave and I were, were like, you know, like, yeah, Radiohead and, you know, uh, Grizzly Bear was definitely. Oh, you guys think you sound like Radiohead? That's cute. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, no, I, I, I hear it. I hear it for but, sure. Yeah, it's like the. Uh, no, I definitely hear it like that. I hear like, uh, I don't know how do you say his name. Jauncey. Cigarose. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like it definitely like has that kind of like vibe where I was like, oh, this could be like the soundtrack to like a Terrence Malick film or something that sounds like, yeah. you right. know. You know, like a lot of builds, a lot of that kind of thing. Well, Graham well, brought a lot of hip hop. Yeah, that's so. one of our big goals is to do film scoring and things like that. Like yeah, that's absolutely. We're super mm-hmm. passionate about, but I mean, at the same time, music is such a part of our everyday lives. I mean, that that stuff just like, you know, mm-hmm. is going to is going to be involved. So, like, I mean, like, all I've got, we've, I've got a forty-five minute drive to the studio every morning. So bragger. <laughs> so you listen to you can listen to like so a I can whole, like a whole listen album to an album. Yeah. And most of the time it's like hip hop. So is that why you guys have a bunch of skits in the middle of each like every <laughs> like an outcast record? Every fourth every oh fourth God. that would be every three cool. tracks you hear a tire Please. squeal and a car yeah. drive off and a gunshot. Please put out a deluxe version of the album that has skits in it. <laughs> <laughs> With really cheesy sound effects. We were actually just talking about that yesterday. If it was if it was like real to us it would be like hey what kind of tea do you want like <laughs> right right yeah, just the exactly. whitest conversation Ooh, chamomile chamomile please yeah. thank you did you guys check out downton abbey Josh last night just swearing oh, at logic yeah only when i cut guitar <laughs> tracks i just yeah. go i get very mad 
<laughs> so you guys did this all by yourself, no producer, no outside yeah, just sort of thing. Yeah, and like one of the things we've kind of like is we, we really enjoy producing and, and like like the last I don't know, year, year and a half, we've started like getting into working with other artists in the studio and, and producing and writing and, and wanting to be involved in that process with them as well. And that's kind of one of the faces of, of like with realms is like, you know, like aspiring team of producers and people that just like to create records and you know sometimes it's our own and sometimes we want to work with somebody else and help them like maybe do something yeah so. it's like it's weird coming from being a backing band like for live artists where we play the same set every night for six mm -hmm. weeks or something boring yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's the it's, worst it's it's that part just is, is great you know, right there, there is like there are, there are definitely like beneficial aspects of that life but but it can't be completely 100 fulfilling five years now yeah so to, to like take that idea to the studio where we have like okay yeah we're, we'll still be the band but let's actually make something and right like put some mics on it you know yeah like, i don't know that you know, that idea to us is just super exciting it is it, it almost reminds me of like like the muscle shoals thing in some way i mean obviously you're referencing something I don't know what you're. What is that? Oh, it's just like we're like you know like Aretha Franklin recorded records, but oh, it was like it was like I a studio in Alabama where they it was it was like the same band on all this stuff, and they just kind of developed a chemistry and a sound, and like you know I would seriously doubt we'd ever achieve anything that significant, but you know it's it's something we enjoy doing together. Don't sell yourself short, you know. Once again, <laughs> I think you guys could be Aretha Franklin and Bon Jovi it, together. Both. That would be a There's terrible your duet, man. Oh, that's one of our favorite things. Horrible duets. <laughs> This is, this is a Please game disgusting. Think about, think about her head on his body. <laughs> <laughs> now that's all I can think about. He's in, in my mind, he's got the leather vest with no shirt under it, and it's Aretha Franklin's face. <laughs> oh, so you're going like 80s, Jovi. Oh, I'm, I'm going like living on I call prayer. him John. Yeah, call John. Him John. Yeah, yeah, John. Um, uh, <laughs> wait, what, one of your favorite things is bad duets? We like to play a game called like, terrible duets like that could potentially happen um like i'll say travis tritt and you would say kid rock yeah <laughs> that could happen <laughs> that's not like so, i was trying not to go so far off the spectrum it's like we try and time it we say it at the like the exact same time so like david get somebody in mind one two three barry Ghostface manilow killer. <laughs> barry manilow and ghost face manilow manilow killer that's pretty good. Hello. That's pretty good. All right, let's keep going. Graham, you're next. Me and you. Let's do this. You ready? Uh, One, two, two, three. Reba McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I almost thought you were about to say the same thing as me, and I was like, I that'd have been too. amazing. What if we both landed on Reba? Oh, my God. We would have oh to end the gosh. podcast the and our lives. Yeah, like, it's, it's the end. Nashville run. <laughs> We would have to shut Nashville down. I would I would declare that we go house to house in the neighborhood and tell everybody what happened. Seriously. Or we could just post it on the internet and go to lunch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the old way, you know. Uh, no, that is that's amazing. And I want so if any time the next calendar year we have a ghost face killer or a Barry Manilow or or wait, who who do we say Weird Alan Reba Re Weird if Alan that Reba happens then favorites. we all need to call each other and freak out like at the beginning of that thing you do when they hear that song on the radio oh that's yeah, what needs seriously. to happen yeah nobody break your arm though yeah that'd be bad there we go D Graham has not seen that movie by the way okay let's talk about movies that you guys haven't seen because apparently you're making me feel really bad 
about well, you, how you many did I books have. when you were a kid, right? You I didn't have seen that thing you do. How yeah. a boy, dude. I have too. It's I'm one proud of my of favorites. Graham, why do you hate technology? <laughs> you, you haven't seen really, that thing you, you should really ask my parents oh, okay okay wait what, what was your upbringing were you raised really religious uh christian yeah okay I mean, it wasn't so much like oppressive it was it was i mean i to be honest i'm very thankful that oh no no, no. i grew up with, i grew, I grew up that way too of that stuff yeah i did too which is why i'm so like mm. like i'm 33 and rabid about like <laughs> i geek i geek out i'm like 10 i say i always say i'm like 10 years behind on like everything i get excited about things like a 23 year old we get excited about things but like i i grew up baptist but i had this really like latter-day like resurgence of like all art and pop culture yeah so but there were, but i have seen that thing you do yeah. So you have to, I feel like that's like a, a, a rite of passage for people in bands. Well, you, like, you would, re- I mean, I, you would enjoy that movie. It's quality. I wonder yeah. if it holds up now watching it fresh. I watched it like a year ago and. Yeah, but we I, love it. So. I, well, that's true. Like, I, I'd really be interested in his opinion on it. I'm sure I'd love it. All right, let's pause and watch it real quick and then we'll come back. Okay. All right, what do you think? And we're back. <laughs> oh, gosh. The best, so right? Good. Who is your favorite character? Probably Lori. Oh, she's had such a <laughs> such a crush on him. It's, uh, it's such a common name for the time place and the setting of that movie, <laughs> Lori. Uh, what did you think about her relationship with Mitch? Well, the, I think the interesting dynamic was that they're both transvestites who are ashamed to tell each other. That was the and thing it, in the title. That thing, right? right. You do. That thing you do. That thing you do yeah. is transvestite sex. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, right. Yeah. The whole time I thought the thing was referring to the ape. No. It's, no, 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 it's no. so weird that the ape is in every scene, but they never mention it. It's just there. It's weird. I, it's like, it's a Waldo sort of like, you know find what? him, see him, That's acknowledge him. Situation. Yeah. It's like that little red girl from Schindler's List. Exactly. Right. Edit. Totally. Nailed it. Man, drop the mic. You're out of here. All right. See you, Dave. But anyway, I mean,. But still, it totally doesn't hold up. You're right. I'm glad we watched it again. Uh, no, because Josh, you grew up in uh, Virginia. Yeah, Lynchburg, Virginia. Liberty University. Oh yeah, pretty like divisive part of the country as far as yeah. if, if you ask people on either coast. Right. So I mean, you you came from an, from an area that was very that was sort of like sheltered and for lack of a better. I grew word. up in the Footloose Town. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally. Like, like quite literally, we couldn't dance. <laughs> You still can't dance. I'm terrible at it, yeah. but I'll, I'll, you know, I'll try. So when you're playing on stage, you just have to like rock a pose because you can't dance. I, you, you know, you? yeah, it's like no foot coordination. I'm constantly hitting the wrong pedals on my pedal board because yeah. I just. That well, that has nothing to do with your dance background. skills. You're just not a good musician. I'm just, yeah, I'm bad at music. <laughs> Very. So everybody, check out Realms out yeah, March great. 10th. We're uh, terrible. <laughs> no, but it, what was your grab that mic, David? We're talking me and you, what buddy. Up? What what was your was your upbringing sort of similar to theirs or or were you allowed to to be a part of culture? <laughs> I I had a slightly different upbringing, Christian home, mm. um, boycott Disney, you yeah. know that, oh, that territory. Yeah, but my parents were right, both right, artists, right. so I grew up with tons okay. of books of naked granite people, and uh, my Great dad loves seventies funk, and which the they were all on drugs. So we. <laughs> I, I mean, musically, I was never really sheltered. The 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 secular '80s did not exist in my house. Yeah, '60s and '70s and '90s all existed. Uh, I think my dad just didn't like the '80s. Yeah. So that, well, you know, 
He's got a point. I, yeah, I, there I was mean, some good Michael Jackson, stuff, but Prince, and then everything that bows to them. It's so, really funny how, like, even ten years ago, the '80s. Well, I, I would go even further than that. Like, you have to get further away from it. And I think nostalgia plays a lot into it. But it's really funny how there are a lot of really like quote unquote classic albums that came out of the '80s. Yeah, it's it's. I think a certain amount of time has to pass before the influence can sort of be seen and stuff. But a lot of like stuff that was sort of considered lame, even like five years ago, like Michael Keaton was not like, Oh man, that's sad that that guy kind of fell off. And now he's like, he's back. He's back. It's just interesting. Like how much time has to pass before that. Cause I remember when the eighties was like a punchline, like you say, like, right. So eighties, but now it couldn't be. It couldn't yeah. Be I mean, cooler. it's like so in with so many different, like, like if you work in like walking like urban outfitters, oh, I know. It's like, well, even early nineties, like yeah, I'm to the age now where I'll walk in and be like, I totally wore that unironically, yeah. like <laughs> that oversized I had, I like had starter pants. like starter yeah. jacket or whatever. Oh like, yeah, like with a football team on that I didn't even like. I had but... a Chicago Bulls starter jacket. Toronto Raptors. There we go. Oh, oh did you really? I did. New kid That's in town. That's amazing. You do love indie music. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is. It is an interesting one. My dad, like, is a is a jazz musician, humongous, like jazz, like that. We listen to a lot of like that kind of stuff, and a lot of like anything that had jazz influence for the most part. Mm-hmm. All those guys, like, <laughs> uh, like it's funny, like talking to other people about, like, yeah, I was really sheltered, but like my parents were like huge into jazz music, and they'd be like, you know, they know that like they were all on heroin, right? Like, you, you, like you have this sort of like quote unquote like clean household, but like all the music they were listening to, like everybody was just hopped up completely on yep. whatever drug was in the studio at the time, which I never thought about. I was like, no, it was pure because it was the fifties and nobody, you know, nobody did anything bad in the fifties. No, the fifties were fine. So a lot of Michael W. Smith influence is what I'm what I'm hearing. Well, I mean, I definitely grew up in, in that in that world. I remember though, when I was nine or ten, uh, I had an older brother who was ten years older than me, and he would go. Is find that your his... twin? No, your yeah, twin no is... my twin brother's ten years older than me. And I yeah. Uh, you guys I remember might not be twins. I snuck into his room and there was a couple CDs sitting on his boombox and I, I, I took them. It was <laughs> okay. That sentence alone is <laughs> it's so dated. It's so dated. It's awesome. All right, right? Keep, keep going. And I put them in my Walkman disc player, and uh, it was Pearl Jam's Ten. Yeah, uh, which I love that record still. And uh, another was, band that wasn't cool five years ago. And yeah, now and it was yeah. like a greatest hits collection of Beatles songs. Yeah, and that was kind of like you know, outside of the scope of like. 
you know, I had, I'd heard a lot of Christian music up to that point. I hadn't ever really heard anything else. And like, that was not that like all the Christian music coming out was bad or anything. There was definitely some good stuff. It was pretty it bad. Was, it was pretty bad. But DeGarmo like, and Key stands the test of time. It does. boy. <laughs> it sure does. I'm going to have them on next. And Crystal Lewis and, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I remember there was a distinctive point where I was only allowed to listen to Christian music and I was trying to make it work. So like, it was just mm-hmm. only CCM for the most part. And then thank goodness, like somebody like when I started hanging out with other guys in my high school that played music and we mm-hmm. also had a similar upbringing, they handed me like a tooth and nail sampler or they handed me like all these samplers that were coming out or whatever of all these bands that were popping sort of in the late nineties. Yeah. And I was like, no joke. Like I can't probably can't listen to them now, but like five Iron frenzy saved my life. Like there were all these, like I would oh, say yeah. the that Switchfoot was... saved my life. Jars of clay the normals. Oh yeah, seriously. The normal yeah. like bands that were, they were under the Christian umbrella, but they sincerely were making something that was sort of original and interesting yeah, they were the gateway drugs absolutely <laughs> and, and to this day like I'm, I'm so thankful because there was i was like oh no this is more I, there's only so many times i can listen to like west king or point of grace before i'm like oh, man there's this... there's no limit for me like... <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I, mean, I, I, anybody the that knows still burning. we're actually trying to get twyla paris in the studio that would for, okay uh, that'd be a fun mashup twyla paris and and barry gibb very good. <laughs> I was gonna say Smash Mouth, but that's Smash cool. That's better. Oh, that is a band. Seven Seven, seven Dust, dust microphone. David. Seven Dust, Twilight Paris. <laughs> okay, this is just a festival that needs to happen. <laughs> it's basically like just random bands that stuck we'll in your brain. We'll call it the Yin and Yang Festival, where it's just total polar opposites, like back to back. Polar fest. opposite fest. Polar opposite fest. Oh man, remember Pull Op Fest '05? We can have like a. We can do it in Antarctica. We can do one in Antarctica in one season, and one in the North Pole in the next. Yeah. Wait, wait. Both of those are cold. Yeah. Yeah. So it needs to be like one in Cancun, Mexico. One in the so the South Pole. Yeah, that's probably like because they're know, polar for ticket sales. Okay, yeah, we were <laughs> I would thinking love like it. like poles. Do you? Okay, <laughs> here's a question that I didn't expect to ask today. Do you? <laughs> do you think? Uh, I've made this reference before. Like, man, it'd be so great to be in the kind of van that's so big that you could literally like book a show in the desert and people would show up because they love you so much. Do you think that there's like a place on this earth that like what's name like a, a hugely popular band that has a humongous following? I would it would have to be somebody that's drug induced like Fish or somebody like that because I feel like U two right. wouldn't work. I was gonna say U two. Could they? Could you think they could play like a show in Antarctica and people would figure out how to go? I bet you there'd be some people that get down there. Oh yeah, like probably like 150, 200 people would make. You it. think? I think so. I think somebody'd book a fish a fishing vessel, and and like make that's way insanity down there. though. Studies have shown that scientists love fish so they're already there oh that is just rich with double entendre there's so much there's uh, there's a pun there yeah that i enjoy thank you fish uh no it 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 it, like boggles my mind that there can be like a band that's so big that that there are insane people they would they would just like break their backs to get there because i'm still in the place where it breaks my back to get people who actually like my music right. to come to the show when I'm in There's their town. There's free parking, and it's at 7.30. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm devoing, uh, devoing, I'm devoing the show. <laughs> Devo is playing across the street. Um, I literally played a show in Little Rock, which is essentially my hometown, uh, across the street from where Garth Brooks was playing. And mm-hmm. there were friends who were going to see Garth Brooks, and they weren't even fans of him. They were just like, eh. It's Garth. Yeah. 
he hasn't been around in a while. It might be like fun to see what he sounds like. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I would have been there too. If somebody gave me a ticket, I would get sure. gone. But it still is. It, so I'm trying to think of the opposite. Like, I'm like, there are people who I feel like there are bands that could literally not even promote a show, but, but fans would find out that they were there and, and come and, and play. Thanks for thanks yeah. for agreeing with me on that. Yeah. So uh, the the album is <laughs> what's the album's name? I, I, Monolith. Is okay. I thought yeah. that was the name of the band at first. Yeah. That that is a little confusing. Have you? <laughs> Easier that to was, search for probably. Yeah. What? No, it's not. It's uh, it's uh, it should have been Realms of Monolith. That maybe the, there's a little bit. I don't know. You should then throw we'd have some. to have death metal. Music. I feel like that's true. This brings up an interesting point that we probably should have mentioned in the influences <laughs> section. Yeah. Can we backtrack? We're, yeah. We're deleting everything between then and now. Oh, we're not recording at all right now. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> so, one of the biggest influences on this project, for whatever reason, was like sci-fi television it's a lot of Star Trek oh talk about that so, what is oh, what does that mean um, lyrically lyrically we we drew a lot of inspiration from like Star Trek fringe and lost oh yeah. nice I could see that yeah and and uh space Odyssey with, oh yeah, with, yeah yeah one scene in 2001 yeah or, or 2002 uh the 2003 2003? oh the the, the <laughs> yeah. okay cool that one was weird to me because I didn't expect uh, uh, a Carmen Electra to be in it so yeah, much. Yeah, she was in it, and uh, and she was a part of Don Felder's band, which was really <laughs> super <strange>. super <laughs> weird. You know, ever since uh, Stanley Kubrick died, I feel like the, the right. 2001 movies. I mean, there are 47 of them now. It's just <laughs> they've just gone off the rails. If anybody that listens to this podcast can follow our conversation of name drops, I'm going to be really impressed. It's impressive. <laughs> I I want there to be like a Google Doc. Somebody make a Google Doc of all the just names like we the drop. web. Like somebody like nets it all together to make sense. <laughs> the of most this hilarious thing. The most hilarious about this is that we think somebody might be listening. <laughs> right. I know that's hysterical. We're, we're 37 like, minutes in. Nobody's listening to this. Yeah. 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 No, my mom will not listen to this at all. That's yeah. why I can talk Probably trash about it. Yeah. Someone's yeah. going to listen to this and say, wasn't this supposed to be a band? <laughs> <laughs> They've talked an awful lot about like cult classic television and, you know. No, just because you've McIntyre. been talking the whole time. That's um, probably true. That, that's what they said. I've had two cups of coffee. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't know that was your second cup. It was. Well, that was a huge mistake. It was. Yeah. So. When did you leave? <laughs> you dozed off for a second you made yourself really it was cozy on that Graham couch. was watching that thing you do oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, we, we right. did pause for two hours to watch yeah, that I thing you do take my eyes off of Lori and Mitch <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of a new thing because i i felt for years that it was sort of a cop-out to say that your music is influenced by like like movies and and books and stuff like that i, I don't know whether that's probably not a new thing but like i probably for more of my music anyway I feel like it's more influenced by like themes of other types of media that I take in than music even. I mean, there's definitely mm -hmm. like, especially you get to a point when you're a songwriter where you just sort of, you know who you are. Like, there's no real need to like, like really think about who your influences are. They're just sort of a mashup of, of stuff. But like with like that kind of thing, I, I feel like it gets more interesting when you're like, yeah, we're hugely influenced by like JJ Abrams, uh, you know, yeah. the things that he's created on television specifically. So I mean, dinosaurs. That song, dinosaurs. That's a sort of a that. Yeah, it's confusing because dinosaurs are not in the future, guys. They're in the past. Well, so. that's a fun song. Uh, well, fun's a strong word. Keep going. <laughs> Very strong word. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like that. It's the... so much fun to make fun of you. Keep going. Oh, I know. It's it's completely enjoyable. I'm I'm comfortable with it. It's fine. <laughs> At this point, you yeah, should be. I should be. Uh, uh, we were driving. I was driving down to the studio, and Graham likewise was driving down to the studio, and I had on. 
a Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, like speech on NPR, and he was talking about the age of the dinosaurs and the extinction and stuff, and like that that kind of got my brain in that world, and then yeah. you know sort of you know metaphorically. So did you guys out. write in the studio? The the whole yes. process, yeah. Uh, really? Okay, okay. Yeah, we, I mean, it was really like we would get one lyric with a melody or a specific piano chord prog- progression we thought was cool. Or even a drum beat that w- would be the start of something sometimes. Um, and then we would just yeah. write revolving around that. But once, usually once we got one lyric going, like it just kind of dropped into place after that. We kind of, Josh and I play off of each other, kind of going line to line. Um, yeah. He'll say something hooky and then i'll say something completely insane gothic and dark and you're like movie-ish. you should use that is yeah. there a and lot then, of moments it's like what you just comes do in and yeah. crosses out words like blood and stuff <laughs> <laughs> just randomly like close your eyes and be like and this word's gone yeah. <laughs> uh no it, it, that is interesting i mean because there's a lot of things that i'll do especially when i'm not writing by myself so much because you but when you're working with somebody else and you start playing something sort of a throwaway line or like a joke or something it's really good to have somebody else to be like play that again that, right that's something you know so I, was that was there a lot of sort of happy accidents that would happen where you were like, oh, that sounds cool. Do there that was, again. We all kind of, I feel like, you know, developed something we wanted to say. Like there, there's an overarching theme of the whole record lyrically, which is like, you know, David explains it better. Okay. <laughs> Wait, did you just not be able to explain something? I'm very confused by this, knowing you as long as I've known I know. You. I can. I know. You just dished off to I passed me. the mic. Do you need to lay down, Josh? Yeah, I need more coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't get him another one. So basically, I think we're all at a point in life where finding rest is really difficult. And I think that was kind of the overarching theme of the record is just being kind of like, in this haywire life and trying to figure out how to find stillness and rest. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of just like, we, we go into a lot of kind of dark places and, you know, insecurities and questions and hopefully end up on some sort of light side. A of hopeful it note. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of an answer. Let's yeah. talk about this. Everybody go around and talk about your biggest insecurity. And and then and then we'll go around again and we'll all I was gonna say we'll say something positive about it, but instead we'll point out flaws one by one about it, but what we think everybody has a yeah, problem. Yeah, I have two noses and <laughs> that's a real. That's a plus. Oh, you know, thanks. there's I, so many things in this world you need to smell. Sometimes the world yeah, smells the placement great. Placement of the second one makes it. Not <laughs> it's <correct>. very awkward. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird that it's on your chin. Yeah, but... it's on my chin. You can't see it. That's why I have a beard. But yeah, yeah. oh, always keep the beard. Yeah, it's very off putting when it, when it's nose. fully shaved. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't have a clue what's happening. Uh, this is what happens when more than one other person is on the show. Uh, this is already my favorite episode we've ever done. (laughs) Streetlights tracing paths I used to know. Concrete trails cut neath ample glow. Like veins under my feet Ghosts of silhouettes stare back at me All in time Staring down the line 
Song from Monolith. What were we? What were we talking about? We were talking about my second nose. Uh, <laughs> oh, but, in, but insecurities. That, insecurities. Okay, oh. so how the records about finding rest? And no, that that is interesting because I mean, you guys are are hardworking guys always because you sort of have this feeling. I was thinking about the other day, like there's never really. I, I I have this problem where I take on too many jobs because I'm so and right now I'm so overly committed to things, um, and a lot of them don't make me money immediately. But I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I have to do this to creatively fulfill something or just to uh, avoid the, the demons in my brain. But who's to say, um, <laughs> probably a psychologist, but anyway, so there there's, it is interesting that, that to sing about that or to write about that, because there is very little uh, rest in, we don't get to sort of come home at the end of the day and, and unplug and watch two and a half men. Like we're, we're always sort of like, right. okay, where's that next paycheck going to come from? Or like, right. you know, my, you know, I don't have anything in April. Like I'm scared. That's, you know, mm-hmm. so it is an interesting, I feel like there should be more, <laughs> more albums about that. It, I would speak to that, Josh. It was therapeutic. I think writing it like, you know, um, and not just lyrically, like the things we said, but like the way we, you know, a song would progress and build and stuff and you know the ability to like create and layer things together did you talk about those things beforehand or did they just sort of come out we didn't talk about them beforehand it just kind of happened um i think it was just you know three guys that do the same thing for a career same as you it's yeah. like, you know musicians trying to make ends meet and you know the pressures of life and to you know that's what i whenever i approach because I'm, I'm in the middle of writing for an album now and i'm sort of like it'd be really easy to just write songs about being a musician. <laughs> like there I've literally like have written down songs and like written down the song ideas or whatever. And I'm like, that's so inside. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody cares about that. Um, but, but to find like the deeper thing, like you guys could write these songs about being on the road or away from loved ones or whatever, but like, like, well, what is the deeper meaning or theme behind all that, you mm-hmm. know, unrest or sort of never really feeling like, you know, you, you're being heard or whatever it is like yeah it is failure you really or, do have to like scratch yeah. below the surface a little bit you know deeper than than and just we, and like, we tried to get like core ideas you know about like you know i feel this way because maybe these things that are a little more specific to me and what i do and how my day plays out but like the way i feel is not uncommon yeah it's just you know the way i got there is uncommon so let's talk about the way i feel yeah somebody else is probably going to feel something similar yeah. No. The, yeah. And that was, I, that I, was the hope, you know. After the fact, in the moment, it was just trying to like, like you said, like get the demons out of my head. Like let's let's get this thought, you know, down and and say it. Yeah. And move on. One of the reasons why we decided to do the full length record mm-hmm. thing because I mean, we talked about, um, you know, doing EPs or releasing a series of singles or whatever, and it was because mm-hmm. that makes the most financial sense. But for us, we're not, you know we're not trying to be the biggest band in the world, no. but we do think there's a small population of people somewhere on earth. Hopefully when we're hoping, maybe not earth, but we're, you know, that, that care about, you know, sort of uh, like a, I don't know, an exploration in sound and, and yeah. meaning. So like to do a 45 minute album or whatever, I think is something that hopefully people will 
enjoy. Uh, oh, I have no doubt. Like make time to do. Mm-hmm. And I, we're all completely fine with the fact that like, that's going to be a smaller, yeah, like we, more special. But and then it grows, people. you know, it's, it, it is such a, you guys sort of have your feet on the ground as far as like that you aren't, all your eggs aren't in one basket with this thing. So you can kind of let it grow and, and be whatever it needs to be, mm-hmm. which yeah. is, which is a yeah. good luxury that a lot of people maybe don't have where you're not like so needy and like, you know, why hasn't that person emailed me back right. yet about this or whatever, or this, this review or this, whatever. So, I mean, it, that's really, I think that that will sort of help it grow organically. Cause I was talking the other, the other day about the, the difference between like being needy and being hungry and how that's such a fine mm-hmm. line between like, all right, do I email that guy back for the third time about this gig or like, I really so, want that thing, but you know, yeah. so, and I feel like this sort of lets this project not get overshadowed. Cause I'm, I'm sure you guys have had this situation too, but when somebody gives you a record or they're like, Hey man, if you're, have you, have you listened to that yet? And it's, mm-hmm. and it's like, they ask you so many times yeah. and don't take into account that maybe you have other things going on with your life that you're like, now you, you will either hate listen to it right. or you won't listen to it at all out of spite. Right. <laughs> so yeah. it's yeah. yeah. And like we David was, we were talking about like just the idea of like, you know, like we, we've said it, like the record's coming out, you know, as far as like social media and stuff and like, you know, distinguishing friends and fans. Yeah. And, like, you oh, know, yeah. who's really listening. And it's like, you know, just it's an option. If people want to listen, they can listen, they can enjoy it, they can share it. Um, it is a weird thing where we put out like, we clearly have to believe in the thing that we're putting out. Yeah. But then you sort of have to like sheepishly, you have to sort of, quell that feeling that everybody else should really care to. <laughs> so it's sort of like, mm-hmm. yeah, I believe in this almost more than anything I've done in a long time. Um, but it's cool. Just listen. You know, it's, it's fine. Just whatever. Exactly. Whoever wants yeah. to listen yeah, to I it hope, whenever. I hope you enjoy <laughs> the deepest, darkest parts of my soul shared on. Yeah. No on, big deal. On, don't, on, don't even worry. It, but you, it has to be both. Cause if you come across like, I don't know, like it, it's the ne- whole needy hungry thing again. Like you just sort of, Oh, it's constant battle between polar opposites. Which is our festival. Yeah. Okay. Cancun and what was the other one we picked? Norway? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I love that our memory is like like so short. Yep. We've only been talking for uh, 54 minutes. Holy okay. Cow. So uh, we always wrap up the, uh, the episode with a lightning round. This should be interesting since there are three of you. Uh, I'm going to throw a bunch of questions at you. And uh, if it doesn't pertain to you, because they're... Lightning round. There you go. <laughs> so um, do you... I don't know if, how this is going to work is usually I just, uh, I'm talking to one specific artist and, uh, Colin Hay didn't want to answer any of these questions. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you have, I guess you're going to answer as a group or individual people. Do you have a surprising musical influence? We talked about that a little bit, but is there somebody like Reba McIntyre? I don't know. Kanye West was big for, for me. Um, the, I think the way he arranges songs is just about as good as it gets. Is there a specific and, record that you're thinking of? Um, Mostly my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Isn't that weird? That's a that was like an, a weird one that, that I feel like people reference more often than not. It's not even like yeah. a huge album or whatever. Uh, but definitely not his biggest, but I think probably his masterwork. I really? Mean, well, I mean, Jesus too is just. I mean, it's just phenomenal. Yeah, it's hard to top that for me, anyways. Um, so that was that was huge for us. Mm-hmm. Listening to somebody who's like got that much cultural influence and yeah. going five songs without hearing a chorus. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, that's true. How do we true. do that? You know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. That kind of stuff. Or like, you know, his, some of his most amazing verses, there's no beat or like, you know, like just weird stuff like that. Rappers have never done before. Yeah. You know? Sometimes I feel like he's just messing with us. 
Probably so. <laughs> but I'm you... fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised to hear that. Uh, do you have something to add, David? I do. This is important Let me hear for it. me. So, uh, personally, a huge influence on this record for me was a post-hardcore band called the Blood Brothers. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know um, the Blood Brothers, yeah. I just, like, saturate myself in that band. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't have a ton to say beyond that other than they make sounds that no one else has ever made. Who's your favorite Blood Brother? Is it Donnie or Keith? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That. I'm, I'm still going with Lori Mitch. Lori and Mitch? Oh, yeah. yeah. She's one person now. Lori Mitch. (laughs) Lori Mitch, yeah. Lori Mitchell? Lori Mitchell. Combined. Yeah, it's great transvestite. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what do you associate with the name Keith, Josh? Uh, Go quick. Keith Everett Smith actually mixed two of the songs on the record. Hey, tie it all back together. This one goes out to Keith Orphanitis, our our old tour manager. Oh, yeah, Keith. Other Keith. Another Keith. This is amazing. What about you, David? Love you, Keith. the, The jam. Both Keiths. First thing I think of is a guy named Keith Grover who I went to high school with and he looked like a Muppet. And his name was Grover? Muppet name, Keith Grover. That's amazing. That Are is. you serious? Oh, I'm dead serious. This is amazing. Dead serious. Shout out Keith Grover. Yeah. Let's, everybody nice. look him up on Facebook and tell him that we said what's up. I'm going to um, him for Do you think that I love the fact that we could potentially be making history with this podcast every chance I get. Do you think <laughs> Keith Grover has been mentioned on a podcast before? God, Does the future so. count? This is this is it, guys. We did it. Um, do, <laughs> this is also the first time that a guest has not said Keith Urban, which I'm stoked about. Um, uh, Josh, who's your first celebrity crush? Other, other than Lori from that thing you do. Oh, man. Um, probably like <laughs> Jennifer Aniston or something. Whoa, friends, speaking of yeah. friends. Yeah. Really? Jennifer yeah. Aniston? Yeah, she was older than me, but that was fine. Oh wait, no, no, they're all older than yeah. us. But usually that happens around like seven or eight, nine, ten. That... I can't remember being seven, eight, or nine for some okay. reason. It's like that's like a spot. I'd... Oh well, then the, the I Jerry... guess Kelly Kapowski. If we're gonna, I, I was watching Saved by the Bell okay. when, I was, when I was that age. I was gonna make a Jerry Falwell brainwashing joke, but oh, I'll just well, take that yeah. out. Um, there there are too many. Yeah, there yeah. are there are too many. Uh, and I gotta I... say, I think mine is Lindsay Lohan. Okay, you are so young. He is. He's he's baby. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm the baby. But, oh, that's uh, okay. Wait, wait no, so oh, man, what? What era? Trap? Dude, it's I, completely valid then because th- she was innocent and pure, and like that's that's my favorite answer when it's like another kid that's your age. You're like, she's pretty. <laughs> like that's my favorite thing about like a first celeb crush is such like a, you know, like mine was like a girl on that show Ghost Rider, which year two. It was probably oh, came out yeah. the same year yeah, you were yeah, born, yeah. Graham. Uh, <laughs> I don't but, think he was born. But like yet. we were the same age, and I was like, she's cute, you know, David. Claire Danes, Romeo and Juliet. Nice. Ooh. Probably 1994, I think. Yeah, yeah, around that age. Yeah. That's good. Man, you, we usually get a... There, we've gotten a lot of, like, Kelly Kapowski. She's a very yeah, popular well, one. Yeah, well, that's, that's our age. It's our demo, you know? It's true. It's very true. Uh, what do you say during soundcheck? My favorite question. Mama. Is there... <laughs> Mama. Mama. Check one. Check. Mama. Mama. <laughs> so you just go with whatever your first word was? Yeah. yeah. I completely revert to being being an infant. Also, side question: Do you guys find sound checks to be just completely mind numbing and and a little bit like and weirdly like I'm so self conscious yeah. during sound checks. Yeah, vocal sound check. Yes, that's my what, least favorite. That's what I'm talking. I about. usually do an Aaron Neville impression. To be honest, like I think yeah. we're gonna have to hear that right now. Uh, give me a song, oh, any dude. song that I would know. Everybody plays the fool. Uh, not an Aaron Neville song. Any, oh, any, okay, any, okay. Any, one of my favorite things about being in a band with Josh 
is that, well, he knows just about every song ever. And <laughs> so He's the you robot. Can, you can request something and then say, as sung hey, by everybody Aaron Neville. No, no, no. no. We're not doing Aaron okay. Neville. We can't pay for that. So um, <laughs> let's go with um, And the Thunder Rolls by Garth Brooks. And the thunder rolls. <laughs> the thunder rolls. No, it's in Lightning Strikes. You do not know every song. I don't know Garth Brooks songs. Okay, well, we're going to have to edit all this out now. <laughs> we didn't even know who Keith Urban was a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you can't live in Nashville if you don't know I, Thunder I Rolls. I knew who he was. As soon as you cross the, the city line, they, they, they make you sing that song. Yeah, that's true. Um, what's your first memory of the internet, Josh? This is going to be really interesting. <laughs> I This is fun. Uh, so go back to your... Last fun, once again, fun's a strong word. Okay, Keep going. Uh, I was, uh, I don't remember how old I was. I guess I was about 11 or 12. And my friend Aaron Brooks got the internet, they got AOL at his house. So, stop you right there. I had a friend growing up named Aaron Brooks. Did you really? Yeah, I'm still friends with that. Shout Aaron out Aaron Brooks. Shout out Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks, my Aaron Brooks, and I, I hate each you, other. Aaron Brooks. Shout out, no, okay. just kidding. Well, uh, we went over to his house and, um, we joined AOL and uh, we were big. <laughs> hey, bro, you want to come over and join AOL? With yeah, me? so we did, but we we joined like a chat room. Radical together, high uh, five. And we were really big jars of clay fans. So our nice. chat room name we shared was like Flood Eight Three Six or something. <laughs> That's amazing. So we would just like talk about like like music and stuff and whatnot. One of my first ones characters. is very similar to you. I joined the, on a, a five iron frenzy site. They had a chat room where you could talk to other five iron fans. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so, one of my first memories is, is talking I was to totally on that. Are you serious? I loved five iron. Frenzy. Yep. Are you, are you every new day? 26. <laughs> no. Dandelion 24. In, at that point in time, I was ska man, three, four, five, six. <laughs> nice. Grant, what was yours? Because you're the one baby. My, yeah, one of mine, and this is probably late in the game, I'll admit, but was Zanga. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys ever have a that Zanga? That is late in the game, but I, by yeah. about 10 years. I was probably years. like 14, and Zanga was, was the hot, you know, yeah. hot new thing. I think I was getting ready so to I was sharing. College. I was all about sharing my feelings right <laughs> there. Love Zanga. It is interesting how we've gone from like Zanga, oh. like long form things, blogs and stuff, now just to like Four, emojis, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, a poop I, emoji. I forgot that you could... Uh, post like what you were listening to when you were writing oh it was the best oh man i got I that needs to come so back so much of of my pride into that little bit. oh yeah oh, it's the best the or what you're ones. reading or what you're watching oh yeah yeah it was the yeah. greatest yeah yeah that needs to come back i remember when zenga went away and then when myspace went away i loved Tumblr the, the, you could put around. like a like a your profile song or whatever every time you went to a personal myspace yeah. That felt really good. I remember having like iChat though, and like it would have your iTunes like library show. And it's like every once in a while that like one record you didn't want everybody to know you liked would like like kick on. Yeah. We still have like Last FM. That's still sort of a thing that does that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Even Instagram does that, I think now. Does it really? Yeah. I don't think it does. One of my friends that always shows what he's listening to when he posts a picture. Uh, I don't trust the guy who always has a, a typo in his Instagram pictures. So. I do, but I've started editing them. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can do that now. Yeah. I remember... like I caught one yesterday. One of my favorite things that made me... Because we were on, on the road together... Uh, and like a, a whole span of time, I feel like a couple years ago, we yeah. were just... we I would see you like every other week. So it was always hilarious to me. I, I like The thing that made me miss you the most is when you would post something on Instagram and I hadn't seen you in a while and it would just be like... Just a blatantly obvious typo in it. Oh, <laughs> and I'm so like, oh, Josh. 
Right. Oh. Type Microphone. Of, type so, of Josh. Okay. Yeah. When we're like, you know, titling tracks and sessions or something, if Josh is at the helm, almost every single one of them is mistitled. Misspelled. It's, it's so endearing it, yeah. for some reason. Or, or we'll be like, you know, we've got like <laughs> David's like, not, absolutely not. Sometimes it's maddening. I do it on purpose because I know it bothers David. Oh, man. Or like, if there's a homophone option, I'll choose the <laughs> yeah. wrong one. <laughs> the homophone option needs to be a band. Yeah, by the way. it does. Oh, yeah. Okay, so last question. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna take a picture of you before I forget. <laughs> so this is gonna be misrepresented on on in, uh, your picture awesome. on Instagram. Will have a hold that microphone up like you're like you're talking on a podcast. There, that's really good. Okay, good. Okay, no, the last question that I was in with uh, is: uh, Do you have a bad, embarrassing, or just all around hilarious show story that you can share live stage? I preferably it can be in the I guess studios stories can be interesting. I'm I'm obsessed. It can be the venue's fault. It's more fun if it is or your fault. But I just I I need to feel better about my own experiences by having other people share theirs. So you got one, David. Microphone. <laughs> Mine's microphone. No, I shouldn't. <laughs> why not? Inappropriate. You probably should. I can edit this out. Just what, give us your reasons why you don't want to share it. Because it would throw someone under the bus. You don't have to say the person's name. Okay. Let's, let's make up a name for the person yeah. following our game He's rules. There it is. <laughs> okay, just Robichard. Robichard. What was Robichard up to? Okay, one time Robichard <laughs> was playing a show and, and all three of us were involved. Classic Robes. Then I Keep know going. who Robichard is. Um, and <laughs> Robichard forgot to transpose his keyboard Oh man. on one song. Yep. Yes. And the entire no. time. So we played half the song a half step off. And he realized halfway through, and right when we realized what key it was in, he hit the transpose button. And we played the rest of the song out. But we had already off. accounted for it. Yeah. So, and at the end of, <laughs> at the end of it, people were like, that song was so amazing. It was so experimental. <laughs> uh, just love how, how and chaotic. And that's when we lost faith in humanity. Was. Cla- that's I me. Mean, you know what? I've always thought Robichard stuff was like just another level. So maybe Robichard didn't challenges what is the pentatonic scale. Like he doesn't. He doesn't play by those rules. <laughs> Who needs it? Right. Just the rules of quarter tone. Robichard. I think it's Robichard. Robichard. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm from the south, so oh. I say Robichard. So ours is Yeah. Right. Oh, ours. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> it's Belgian French. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, thank you. I mean, do we have any other? There are three of you. Is there any other experience that we had on stage? I, where you're like, well, that I was had the worst. A, uh, an experience when I was uh, like 17 or 18 at a show, and I was playing piano at the show, and it was a really slow song. It was like, it was like a like a youth group setting sort of a thing, uh, and I was playing a really slow, just just the piano, and my keyboard stand broke, and the piano <laughs> just fell on a hardwood stage, just. And every key hit at the same time at you know it's like that weezer have you seen that video of that yeah. band play, that yeah it's, that, it, that band happened playing weezer? to me and then like my brother was playing so he came over and like tried to help me pick up my keyboard it was so awkward oh my gosh like dude i'll hold it nobody saw nobody, nobody saw. saw it it's fine it's fine those kids aren't laughing at you they're laughing with you that's amazing oh. well thank you guys for for coming on the show and uh and reminiscing about thanks for having all us, these dude. amazing we had we had a time here i think I, I I'd would agree. I'd say time passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> time definitely passed. Well, yeah. David, what do you think about the time? Did it pass? Ample time. Ooh, oh. that's that's a glowing review. It's going on iTunes right now. 
that does it for episode 71. If you'd like to check out Realm's new record, it's available now on iTunes. Plus, you can follow them at Twitter, at Realms underscore official, or on Facebook.com slash Realms Band. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram, at WhoWritesPod, plus Facebook.com slash WhoWritesThisStuff. Thanks for listening once again uh, for episode 71 and Who Writes This Stuff. I'm Nick Flora. Go do something creative. <laughs>